Thanks to ButcherBox for supporting my show. Every month, ButcherBox ships a curated selection of high-quality meat right to your home. This holiday, ButcherBox is giving new members one pack of bacon for free in every box, plus $20 off each box for the first five months of your membership. That's free bacon for life and up to $100 off. Sign up at butcherbox.com slash Lori. And thank you to Indeed. Need to hire in your business? Get started today at indeed.com slash happy and get a $75 credit. That's indeed.com slash happy. Offers valid through December 31st. If you aren't expressing your desires and you just have that corresponding drop in vitality and happiness as a result, it's really tempting to say like, he doesn't make me happy, Mm. but gosh, does he have a chance? Does he even know what you want? Welcome to the Earn Your Happy Podcast. I'm Lori Harder, founder of Light Pink, best-selling author, three-time fitness world champion, and I'm a crazy multi-passionate entrepreneur. My journey has taken me everywhere from being a broke waitress, barista, retails associate, and personal trainer with massive anxiety and no belief in myself to later becoming a multi-millionaire in love with my life. In 2007, my husband and I lost everything. We found ourselves hundreds of thousands of dollars in debt at rock bottom. We had no ideas and I had no education to fall back on. This is when I found personal development and learned everything I could about business, not by choice, but because I realized no one was coming to save me. The conversations on this podcast are going to let you know that you're not alone and that we all feel like we don't know what we're doing. We're going to give you the tools to help you face your fears, take action, start your business and grow those massive dreams that are keeping you up at night. It's time to create a life that you can't hide from and put so much on the line that your higher self is forced to come out. You're going to stop waiting for someone to approve of you and you're going to anoint yourself. Because I'm obsessed about building businesses that give women a platform, I want to feature you. So if you text the word podcast, to 310-496-8363. You can get your questions answered on our Q&A segment along with a shout out. And if you rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast, we're choosing someone every month to get coached and featured on our show. It just might be you. So let's get started. Welcome back to the show. Today, my interview is with the New York Times bestselling author, Laura Doyle. She says she was the perfect wife until she actually got married. When she told her husband how to be tidier, more romantic and more ambitious, he avoided her. So she dragged him to marriage counseling and nearly divorced him. In desperation, she asked happily married women for their secrets. And that's when she got her miracle. The man who had wooed her returned. Laura's books have been translated into 19 languages and 30 countries and accidentally started a worldwide movement. Her mission is to end world divorce. She's the founder of the International Relationship Coach Training School, Laura Doyle Connect. 
the star of Empowered Wives on Amazon Prime, the creator of the Ridiculously Happy Wife program, the host of the Empowered Wife podcast, and she has appeared on the Today Show, Good Morning America, and The View. She's helped over 15,000 women fix their relationships, even the hopeless ones, without their husband's effort. But the thing that Laura is most proud of is her gratifying 31-year marriage with her hilarious husband, John, who's been dressing himself since before she was born. (laughs) So you guys, I'm so excited to get into this podcast. I absolutely loved this conversation. We had a lot of good laughs about different things that we've done in the past, things that we've thought about our marriage, and just the most enjoyable, fun conversation about all of the challenges that we go through in relationships. So let's get started. Laura, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you on. Thank you so much. It's great to be here. Thanks for having me on, Lori. You guys, sometimes I feel like I should hit record the second I get on with people and you are one of those people. I just feel like we're, we're, I'm like, okay, we need to hit record because I feel clearly like we could talk about many things for many different reasons. But today you have some topics that I absolutely love. And I think that this topic that we had talked about, three mistakes a lot of us make that maybe we don't know that we are making. We're going to dive into those in just a second. But Laura, you have had this great career. You've talked about a lot of, really dove into and unpacked a lot of other great topics. You have a, an awesome book called The Empowered Wife, Six Surprising Secrets to Attracting Your Husband's Time, Attention, and Affection. And I know that that also comes with a bit of a backstory. Do you mind sharing with us What does this book mean to you? Why did you write it? All of the things. Well, it starts with a very embarrassing story of how (laughs) all all great stories do, don't they? they? Right, they are. It's true. So I was actually the perfect wife Mm -hmm. and then I got married and (laughs) it kind of went downhill from there. Mm -hmm. So I was so excited on my wedding day. Like I thought, oh, he's so smart and so handsome and wonderful and musical. And then a few years in, I could not remember what I liked about this guy. We Mm. were having wall-to-wall hostility and uh, cold wars where there was no talking for days. Mm. But I knew what I should do. I knew that I needed to take him to uh, marriage counseling and that the (laughs) counselor would fix him. Right. And then I would finally be happy because that's how it works. (laughs) And I really did. I wanted a good marriage so badly. So we went to marriage counseling. We went for over a year. We spent $9,000 like over 20 years ago. And I remember I was on her couch. I was on her gray couch when I realized this is not going to work. This is hopeless. I'm either going to get divorced or I'm going to spend the rest of my life in a loveless marriage because he was never going to change. So I decided I I had to get divorced. Mm. There was this one problem. And that was, I was too embarrassed to get divorced. I was just too proud. I didn't want everyone to know that. And we'd been putting on this good front, like, mm. you know, like if there had been Facebook at the time, it would have been like, here's our picture on the beach, you know, right, right, like totally. the park, having the big fight in the car and then getting to the party and being like, oh, hi, you know, <laughs> everything's great. Yeah. So, so I thought as a last ditch effort, I'm going to ask women that have happy marriages, what they did, what is their secret? I want to know what they're going to say. And I thought they were going to say, oh, you have to marry the right guy. And I thought I married the wrong guy, Mm. but they didn't say that. They said things that didn't even make sense to me. I'm like, what are you talking about? But I was desperate enough that I decided to just experiment in my own relationship. I thought I'm going to, I'll try it. And if it doesn't work, I'll throw it out. And if it doesn't, I'll keep it. And Mm. I was doing this for 
not even that long. And I remember I walked through the door one day and my husband's face lit up and he Mm. was happy to see me again. Mm. And that had been gone for a long time. So I thought, okay, something is working. I've got to keep doing this. And I became really hopeful that I was going to have the kind of marriage that I dreamed of having. But then it was not that long after that, that we had another big blow up in the car, like on the way to Disneyland, just huge blow up. And I thought, I was really hoping this wasn't going to happen again, but it did. Mm. So I got the idea that if I maybe had some other women that were doing this stuff with me, the new stuff, uh, you know, wasn't that hard, but it was new. Maybe if I had some support and we were all doing it together, then I could start getting these Mm. new habits that I wanted to develop. And that worked. I got a little support group, just five of us in my living room. And they were all complaining about their marriages too. And I'd be (laughs) like, oh, try this, try that or whatever. And they were reporting miracles. I remember one woman, her husband won the sales contest at work and took Mm. them on the most romantic getaway of their lives. Mm. Another one said, this isn't going to sound that big to you guys, but we've been arguing for months about my husband painting the family room. He got up and painted the family room Mm. with a smile and I didn't even have to ask. So we really saw like, okay, we're onto something. And someone said, hey, can you write down what we're doing for my cousin in Florida? She wants to know. And I'm like, sure, I'll do it. And that became my first book, which became a New York Times bestseller, was Mm. published in 30 countries, 19 languages, and just kind of started a accidental movement of women who practice the six intimacy skills. So we're having our 20th anniversary of empowering women to make themselves ridiculously happy wives. Oh my gosh. I mean, I feel like I just want you to tell everybody what all the secrets are. Um, (laughs) I want to tell them too. (laughs) Yes. So we are going to get into the three mistakes that a lot of us make, but at the same time, I would love to hear just a couple of the, which I think that will probably intertwine those. It's so funny. We were just talking about this. I'm like, Laura, I want to talk about both. What were some of the biggest, maybe one of the things that you were like, you know what, if you just start observing this or even just start trying this, this could help. Well, I think it really does kind of tie in beautifully to the the first mistake Mm. that I was making and that so many of my students have have made too now that I've had the honor of working with tens of thousands of women to fix their marriages, make their marriages last, make them Mm. playful and passionate. And I think the first mistake that I think a lot of us make is that we are too helpful. Mm. And we think that's part of being a good wife. Like, oh, I have to help him with his resume and buy him his underwear and maybe tell him how to eat healthier. And I was doing the same thing. I remember I was trying to get my husband to be more ambitious. I thought he should make more money. So I was giving him little hints about how he should do that and rewrite his resume and things like that. And that was like our, one of our lowest points. Like he, he wanted nothing to do with me. Mm-hmm. I was repelling him instead of, and I wanted to feel desired and adored and special. And it was just the opposite thing was happening. And I see this with so many of my clients where like I, one student in particular, Kathy Murray, she was the CFO of a private school, a large private school. So very accomplished, really successful at work. And she was using the stuff that she was doing at work, like at home with her husband. She was sort of managing her husband, Doug. And he, like my husband, wanted nothing to do with her. She'd see him like snuggling with the dog and be like, why can't I get that, you know? And she, it was her second marriage. They had a blended family. And she started going to counseling by herself once a week to complain about Doug for an hour a week. And no one ever got happier that way. 
<laughs> by complaining about their spouse for an hour a week, right? But she didn't know what else to do. And so she ended up getting hold of my first book and having an insight like, oh my gosh, maybe there's some of this is on me. Maybe I have something to do with why my marriage isn't working. And she decided to use one of my little cheat phrases for for stop being too helpful, right? Mm -hmm. To stop doing that and like leave some room, some space for your husband to take initiative and just be his own guy. So he came up to her and said, hey, I need you to tell me what you want me to do with the cell phone plan. And she used the phrase, the cheat phrase, and this is it. Whatever you think. Mm -hmm. And he looked at her funny and he was like, what do you mean? You have to tell me what you want me to do. Because he had been trained that if he didn't do what she wanted, he was just going to hear her wrath later. And he didn't want that. Mm -hmm. And she just decided to stick with it. She said, no, whatever you think. And then she said, I trust you. Mm -hmm. And inside she was worried he was going to mess it up and they'd get crummy service or overpay or whatever. But he didn't. He went away and did it himself. He did fine. And then he came to her and they'd been sleeping in separate beds for six months. And he came to her that night and said, you were so nice today. And mm. she just got tears in her eyes. They went, slept in the same bed that very night. And the next day she fired her counselor and started training with me. That was over 18 years ago. And she still gets tears in her eyes now when she mm. talks about how wonderful her marriage is and what a disaster it would have been to throw away this great guy who's the love of her life because she didn't have the right training, the right skills to bring out his best and also to show up as her best self as part of the marriage. So good. I, I mean, I'm already getting so getting so much from this, even in my marriage. I, I consider we've come a very long way and we have a phenomenal marriage, but there's always, like even just hearing those phrases, I'm like, oh, there's a couple places I could do that more. That's for sure. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I know one place in particular, I'm not doing it. So that's super helpful. You know, it's something that's what we, we do on my campus in the programs and stuff is kind of just talk, just kind of review, like, what are the areas where you're mm. tempted to control? That was one thing I did get from marriage counseling. I just remember being there and she was like, I don't know if you realize you're a little controlling. It was like the record goes, rrr, 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 like, <laughs> wait a minute, we are here to fix him, you know, but yes. it turns out I was very controlling. And what I didn't realize is that control is all based in fear. Yeah, for sure. If you're not afraid, you don't have to try to control it. And mm -hmm. control and intimacy are opposites. So if I want the intimacy, I got to let go of this control. And if I want to be in control, well, the intimacy is going to go. It's like light and dark. Mm. So it's always interesting. I, I mean, I just get excited now when I realize like, oh, I'm trying to control that. Wait, what am I afraid of? And is that realistic? And mm -hmm. can I really control it? And do I really want to spend my energy trying to control and have it cost me the intimacy with my husband. Mm. Yeah, most of the time, no. Oh I wish it was gosh. perfect. 20 years later, you know, you'd like to say, I, you are, but no. <laughs> so <laughs> no, there's I'm always, <laughs> relationships are always those things that they just, you know, there's always room to grow. It's so crazy. I'm thinking about it right now. My husband, we got a motorhome. I think now, yeah, I think last summer was the first time we did it. He's obsessed with it. I like it. And I also know how much joy it brings him. And it also allows us to go cross country with our dog. So we get to go home to our family for parts of the summer. He wants to stay for a very long time. I don't mind staying for a month at a time at all in a different season. I'm in a building my business season right now. So all he's talking about is this trip and it's making me feel so crazy. And he's like, just trust me. I'll make sure you have good Wi-Fi. I'll make sure the, the trip is good. I'll make sure you still can get everything done. And I, I like am observing that I want to make sure he knows how how not comfortable this is going to be for me. And I 
also recently observed that it's starting to drive him crazy and wear on him. So I have to figure out how to allow and trust and figure out what that, that looks like. Oh my like. gosh. You're so self-aware though, Lori. I love it. Because, <laughs> right? So another way to phrase that, like the, I look back at my younger self was just like, he doesn't realize how important it is to me that yep. I have, you know, be able to build my business. And it's not that at all. You're just really, I call it being on your paper, right? Like what we tell kids mm. in school, keep your eyes on your own paper, right? That means not looking at your husband's paper. What's going on over there? What's he doing? But just kind of <laughs> staying, staying on your own paper. And you're really good about that. Like, you're like, I'm realizing I want him to, I want to make sure he knows. And what I hear is you're afraid, right? Mm -hmm. we, we all get afraid every day. That's part of being on this ride of life. And so, and the choice in that moment is always like, how am I going to handle that fear? Am I going to act on it? Am I going to try to control or am I going to choose my faith mm. in that moment? Or, and it's also, you know, I always think of the serenity prayer. Like it's not just accepting the things you can't change, but it's having the courage to change the things that you can change too. Mm. So there's this matter of using your influence wisely. And one of the things that you said that stands out to me is like, a habit that I see from happy wives is sounds like you really expressed your desire mm -hmm. in a way that he could hear. And he was inspired by because he was like, oh, Lori wants to build her business. Right. And he wants to make you happy. Mm -hmm. So he's like, Lori wants to build her business. So I'm going to just knock myself out to get her strong Wi-Fi on this trip. We're going to mm -hmm. have this wonderful trip and she's going to be able to build her business the whole time and it won't slow her down at all. Right. That's, it sounds like that's his thinking. Yep. So Whenever I hear a husband who's all crazy inspired like that, I know that he knows his wife's desire. Mm. And so you did a good job saying what that is, but it sounds like there's still some fear that mm -hmm. he won't, he wants to, but he might not be able to deliver on it. That's so powerful. I'm going to work through that one because um, my question is like, where do I, because if it really is a fear, you know, if it really is a fear for people when they have these thoughts, like, well, if that's a real fear, part of it is, is that meeting them halfway and letting go? Or is that truly like, if it feels like a need to not be gone that long, you know, where is that equal kind of like discussion? Yeah. So for me, I'm just really not into meeting halfway or compromising. Like we did all that. It just yeah. didn't work. I mean, my favorite example is some friends of ours where he wanted white cabinets and she wanted a black cabinets and they got gray cabinets. Like, yeah. No one, <laughs> no, nobody there, wanted right? the gray cabinet. No one. So now no one's no happy. No one wanted the gray cabinets. So nobody got anything they wanted. So there's actually this, <laughs> a magical thing that I learned is still to this day, just one of my favorite things that I realized. And it kind of, it goes back to expressing your desires in a way that inspires, which is I have a formula for that now, but also an embarrassing story, Lori, about how I didn't know this when I was younger. And my husband took me to Hawaii on this romantic getaway. And we were a pretty new couple. And I was so excited because I thought on the first day, we're going to go to the beach. And I cannot wait to go to the beach. I love the beach. But instead of saying what I wanted, I said, what do you want to do today? And he's like, how about if we go see a volcano? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. volcano. <laughs> oh, I, like, I didn't want to do that, but I just thought, okay, I don't want to have conflict. This right. is my old thinking. So I'm just going to suck it up. I'll go see the volcano, whatever. We'll go to the beach tomorrow. So we're driving in the rental car. You don't see a volcano for a long time, just molten rocks on the side of the road. Stupid. So anyway, so, and I start to get upset. He's like, is something wrong? And I went, did you think this would be fun? Because I don't think it's fun. I think it's stupid. I wanted to go to the beach. You didn't even ask me what I wanted to do. <laughs> Sounds accurate. 
So he saw a volcano. All right. Uh, poor guy. All he knew was like, I took my, my wife. Like to you the said yes. Yeah. Yeah. I took my wife on a romantic getaway. So, and even after I behaved so badly, you know what he did? Hmm. He took me to the beach. We never went and saw the volcano. We turned the car around and went to the beach. And I just felt I had the worst hangover from that. And it was so scary because I thought, if I keep acting like this, he's going to leave me. And who could blame him, really? And I just feel so sad for that earlier version of me that had no idea how to express her desires. Mm. And if you can't say what you desire, you're never going to get what you desire. Look, I know this past year has presented so many challenges in every area of your life, from the living room to the virtual boardroom. You keep putting in the work at home and let Indeed do the work of hiring. Indeed is a hiring partner that gets you what you really want, which is a short list of quality candidates as fast as possible. Because you can do it all. Attract, interview, and hire all at Indeed. Don't struggle on your own to find quality candidates. Indeed can help you hire the right people right now. Indeed partners with you on every step of the hiring process so you can find talent with the skills you need through tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Look, I have hired so many people at this point in my career and I can tell you that this is the easiest place you are going to find to do everything. Thanks to Indeed's virtual interviews, you can message, schedule, and interview top talent seamlessly all in one place with Indeed. Interview virtually with no downloads, plugins, or purchases. You can do it all in one place. Get started right now with a $75 sponsored job credit to upgrade your job post at Indeed.com slash happy. Get a $75 credit at Indeed.com slash happy. Indeed.com slash happy. Offer valid through December 31st. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. So we have this formula for expressing your desires in a way that inspires him. And it goes like this. It's, I would love, and then you just say the final outcome. So not (laughs) who does it or how it gets Mm. done. It's just the thing that you're wanting. So I also used to do this with the kitchen. I'd say, this, John, you know, this kitchen is a disaster. And I thought he was going to jump up from the couch and start doing the dishes. And like that never happened either. I think all he could hear probably was like, John, blah, 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 blah. Like I'm complaining, right? And I think I'm telling him what I want. So finally I used the formula. I just said, I would love a clean kitchen, right? The final outcome. He goes, okay, I'll wash the dishes. And he did. Hmm. And he's been doing them for 20 years now because he knows it makes me happy. I never do the dishes around here. He wants to be my hero. I can trigger his hero gene with that phrase. So I learned that. I was like, that was super exciting to learn how to express my desires. Mm -hmm. And then there's this other piece that kind of applies to your situation, which is just trusting my husband's thinking Mm -hmm. so that whatever you think thing is awfully powerful in combination with my desires. I think of desires as the seat of feminine power Mm. and men just love to be in their thinking. And this is not to say things can't switch around. Of course they do. But I think of it just kind of like yin and yang in Eastern philosophy. The yang would be like in every object, like in a cup, right? So I'm holding up my little Starbucks cup and it's plastic. And that's the yang part. The plastic part is is yang. And then the yin part is this part that can hold the water. Mm. And if you think about a cup, 
that couldn't hold water, it doesn't have a purpose. Mm -hmm. There's no purpose for that. And so men love to have a purpose. And Mm. for women, we're built to receive. Our bodies are kind of a metaphor for that. So as long as they know what we want, that becomes like their North Star to navigate by. And the more I can trust his thinking and say like, whatever you think, and I would love, so I might say, well, I'll give you an example that came up with us was after the financial crash in, I guess it was 2007, 2008 Mm -hmm. or whatever, we had just moved into our dreamy beach house that I loved. And then all of our income went down, our investments Mm. went down, everything went down. And my husband handles the money for us. And he said, I don't think we've made a good move. I think we need to sell and downsize. Like, Mm. I think this is scary. You know, we're kind of on the edge. That was a huge trigger for me because fear of financial insecurity is like my old friend. So I, but I just (laughs) stuck with what I wanted. I just said, you know, I hear you. And if that's what you think we should do, you know, I totally trust that. And I would love to stay in this house. I love this house. And we had that conversation. He was like, okay, I'm going to go away and think about it. Mm. We had that conversation, I think like four or five times. And every time it was just like him saying what he thought and me saying what I wanted him saying what he thought and me saying what I wanted. And they're like in two different realms. So there was no conflict because he mm. just wants me to be happy and my desires color what he thinks. And what he thinks colors my desires too. Mm-hmm. We had the same conversation about the car, not too long ago, not after that, I remember I said, I want to buy a new car. And he goes, I don't think it's a good time. You know, I'd like, I'd rather just save up some more money or whatever. And he, I was like, oh, okay. And he goes, well, why did you want the new car? And I'm like, well, the leather seat's cracking and it's kind of biting my leg or whatever. And he mm-hmm. goes, how seat covers, can we get seat covers? I'm like, oh yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah. Like that'll totally. So his thinking, I didn't even want the new car after I realized right. like, oh, I don't have to have this is the only problem with this car. For me, just it's been tremendous to just mm. really lean into those desires. And Lori, you're great at this. From watching your TED Talk, I was really impressed by seeing how much you embrace those desires and honor them. And that's part of, I think, a lot of the success that you've had. Mm. And I bet your husband also finds that very attractive about mm. you. I could go back to the beginning of when I, I mean... I was just a, a total mess in the beginning of our marriage. We we were still we still did well, kind of, for how young we were. But I can definitely say that everything that you are saying, I have seen such a shift in even when when I have gone after my desires, how much more desirable of a human being in all areas I was to be around instead of all of these different things I used to just want to throw on him or blame on him or manipulate him or, oh God, all of the things I didn't even, I was so unhappy with myself that it all goes to your person sometimes. So I could go, I could, we could sit for about a week talking all about that. And my question for you based on everything that you just said is when you trust and you say the the phrase, I'm going to have you say it again because it's so good, but the, I trust you and the phrase is, and like, honestly, write this down if you're listening, because mm-hmm. it's just magic. It's whatever you think. Mm. And sometimes women will say, well, whatever you want. And that's not it. Because yeah. desire is the seat of feminine power, mm. right? And what men crave most of all in their relationship is respect, which mm. is that we think they're smart, that we think they're capable. We trust their thinking. So it's not about the desire. So whatever you think, I trust you. Mm. And so I think sometimes there's a freak out too. Like, oh my God, if I say that, I'm going to sound like I agree with things that I don't agree with. Like, I'm mm-hmm. not going to, I don't want to just be a doormat. Okay, yeah. it's, it's totally not about that. It's uh, things that are 
I mean, for my husband, it was like, you know, I'm going to get dressed. Okay. Whatever you think. Right. Like, I mean, if you, you know, like, even if, you know, in his business, I remember when he had his business, he sold it about a year ago, but you know, sometimes he'd be just talking about his work. And I always felt like it's my job to just kind of say what I see, like that mm. client doesn't deserve preferential treatment or whatever, because they don't pay on time or whatever it yeah. is. Right. And really, I mean, you know, I have an opinion. I care about it deeply, but it's not really what he wanted. What we all need is to be seen, heard and understood. Mm. And that's so big, right? Just to bear witness, just to say, and this, so this is another cheat phrase that I love to use. And that's, I hear you. Mm. It doesn't mean I agree. It doesn't mean I disagree. It just means I'm listening. Mm. What you're saying is important to me. And um, he's my beloved and it's his voice and his ideas and his thoughts. And so I feel a lot of intimacy sometimes just from choosing yeah. to listen, even though I have a lot of thoughts flying through my head that I think I maybe I should contribute. Uh, so it's really just nice to, to be able to choose yes. in that moment, right? Mm-hmm. Which one am I going to, which one do I really want? So that's ultimately so much of what I'm learning is it really is a choice of what you are like, that's not the right time for that. Or that's, you know, this is not going to get the outcome that you may think that you want. Like it might really feel that way, but it's probably going to produce the opposite. And and that only comes from experience of saying the wrong thing and then understanding <laughs> how the the thing that actually works. So back to the the trust thing. So whatever you think, I trust you. Now, what happens in the beginning when you say, whatever you think, I trust you, and you feel that it went terribly wrong? <laughs> like, <laughs> how do you not say, I trusted you, and now look at what happened? How do we yeah. not do that? Well, because then it like, right? erases everything. As a mere everything. mortal woman, that might happen. <laughs> but it's interesting because people tend to rise to your expectations of mm. them. So there's something that happens. I think we get one impression of our husbands when we're controlling them. I know mm. I did. Like, yes, I really thought my husband was just the biggest loser pants because yeah. he just wasn't ambitious. And I, you know, remember I kept saying, <laughs> you need to make more money, right? Yeah. Maybe you can make more money. Well, he quit his job. He was making no money. And I was so resentful because mm. I was making all of my, and that was like one impression that I had of him. And then I developed a new spouse fulfilling prophecy. Mm. So I kind of recognized, fortunately, that I was speaking into him. You don't make money. And I'm such a powerful manifester, right? Quit his Mm. job. Look at me. That's how good I am. And all of us, right, are good at manifesting Mm -hmm. what we focus on. So I, I decided to come up with this new spouse fulfilling prophecy, which was, you're such a great provider. You've always been a good provider. And then just for fun, I started calling him Mr. Moneybags. And right around that time, he started his own business. He'd never started a business before. And he was more successful in that business than he'd been at his previous jobs. Mm. So I had a totally different experience of this man because I changed my focus and I gathered evidence for my new spouse fulfilling prophecy. Mm. So I think a lot of times we have this impression like, oh no, my husband could never pay the bills because he's not responsible or my husband drinks too much or my husband always flirts with other women or whatever it is that we've been focused on mm. that a lot of times comes just out of our own fear. I had fear of financial insecurity before I ever met my husband. I brought that into the marriage mm. and then I projected it onto him and he would have had to break the laws of the universe for that to get fixed for me mm. because I was bent on reading fear of financial insecurity daily and just like filling my head with that pretty much. And it wasn't until I gave up, I canceled that subscription and started focusing on abundance and prosperity and just counting my blessings, like really being grateful that I had that 
really expensive eye cream. I still have some of that left, even though I thought there wasn't enough to pay the property taxes or whatever. Mm. Quality ingredients are the foundation to a delicious and memorable meal. And when it comes to the main dish, you don't ever want to skimp on quality. ButcherBox delivers 100% grass-fed beef, free-range organic chicken, humanely raised pork, and wild-caught seafood directly to your door. I've teamed up with ButcherBox to offer new members one pack of bacon for free in every box for life. Plus, $20 off each box for the first five months of your membership. I absolutely love to grill out and I am the griller in the family. Chris's skills, not so much. And with Butcher Boxes, New York strip steaks, you always have an incredible meal. The meat is so tender and full of flavor, nothing ever needed. There are no antibiotics or added hormones in any of the meats that Butcher Box has to offer, and they are humanely raised. Each box contains between 8 to 14 pounds of meat, which is enough for 24 individual meals, making life so much easier. You can customize your own box, and shipping is free for the continental U.S. This holiday Butcher Box is giving new members one pack of bacon for free in every box plus $20 off each box for the first five months of your membership. That's free bacon for life and up to $100 off. All you have to do is sign up at butcherbox.com slash Lori. That's butcherbox.com slash Lori. Okay, so we've kind of touched on the second one, but let's go into it a, a bit deeper. So not being able to, so number two was you're too helpful. Or number one was you're too helpful. Number two is you don't know what you desire. You don't know what you desire. Yeah, I had an unfortunate, uh, (laughs) unfortunate, I guess, but it took me a long time to come around to this one. And this is kind of goes back to what you were saying, like wanting to blame him, right? Because you don't know what you desire. You're not saying what you desire. So I have wanted a pool for (laughs) just the longest time. I've wanted a pool, but it seems really indulgent. We don't have kids. If I had kids, I could just say, yeah, I want a pool for the kids. For the right? kids, the right. Top. Yeah, for <laughs> someone else, not for me. And so I was holding my desire at arm's length like this, mm. like just kind of like, oh, yeah, I want a pool. And I was not getting a pool. So just within the last, I don't know, year or so, got really clear. I really would love a pool. And we still live in that house, by the way, that he thought we should, you know, he was like, I think we should sell. And I was like, I want to stay. Well, we stayed. And there's a pool size hole in my backyard right now. <laughs> and I'm getting a pool. I'm actually getting it. So, and, and this is, I've seen this over and over again. I, the way I got my Amazon Prime series was, I thought, oh, I would love to have my own show, my own TV show. Mm. So I was, that was scary too. I thought, well, who am I to have a TV show, whatever. Anyway, so, but I thought I'm going to say it out loud to myself, to my husband. And then I told all my coaches, I have about 40 coaches and we were at an event and I said, you guys, I would love to have my own TV show. And they were like, oh yeah, that'd be great. You know, they were supportive. Well, that night I was hosting this event and in the audience was an Emmy award winning TV producer. Mm. And she came up to me afterwards. She said, have you ever thought about having your own TV show? And I was like, oh, yeah, I have. I, I have. And yeah. <laughs> and then like four months later, I was in the studio recording 13 episodes mm. of Empowered Wives on Amazon Prime. So I just am seeing again and again how powerful it is, but you have to have the courage to say it. And sometimes I'm scared to say it. And yeah. I noticed it's true with some of my students as well. Like mm. they're just afraid to say what they want because it feels vulnerable. 
Mm. And what if that somebody makes fun of them for wanting that? Or when somebody says, you don't deserve it, it's a scary thing. Oh, I love that so much. That's been a huge lesson for me from any of the things that have triggered kind of like how you said someone was in the audience and they, here's a TV show. Like it's because of the multiple times that you expressed that desire openly. And it's like, you have to speak it out loud. You have to tell everyone, you know, you You have to proclaim exactly what it is that you want, because that's actually the only way it's going to happen is exactly right. You're going to meet someone who can help you. Because that's really what we're looking for when we express our desire or expressing our desire is essentially putting out an SOS for like, who can help me? That's right. It's inviting the universe to just sort of rearrange things Mm -hmm. so that they can be the way that I want instead of like complaining that they're not the way that I want, Mm -hmm. right? And that it's been such a, a great skill to have in my marriage because my husband, I've asked thousands of men actually, not just my husband, but I've asked thousands of men, how important is it to you that your wife is happy? And they all said the same thing. They said, oh, it's everything or it's the most important thing. Mm -hmm. And in the UK, they say it's imperative. So (laughs) it's a universal thing. Happy wife, happy life. It's not just an adage, right? So if you aren't expressing your desires and you just have that corresponding drop in vitality and happiness as a result, it's really tempting to say like, he doesn't make me happy, Mm -hmm. but gosh, does he have a chance? Does he even know what you want? Or are you doing like I used to do, like this kitchen is a disaster and you think you're telling them what you want, but you're not, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? So just getting a grip on what it is and being willing to say it out loud, tremendous for your marriage. Oh, it's so interesting because I'm even looking at our, you know, my husband and I's languaging around different things. We kind of had this point in our marriage where he had come home from working at an office and I had worked at home and we had a whole new language to learn. And he was kind of like how I wanted him to be doing things or I wanted to, you know, certain things to be happening in our marriage. He also had things that he wanted in our marriage. And I was using terrible language with him, meaning just like the wrong, exactly what you're saying, just the wrong way to kind of quote unquote motivate. And I don't know the phrase you're saying, but you keep saying it, I'm forgetting it. And it's so good. Kind of like inspiring yeah, in an inspirational way. And so I'm even observing how this, so of course it goes both ways, but I can reflect back to the times where the language that he would use around trying to motivate me around setting goals with, for money around what I was doing. I did it in a very like, I don't, you know, I don't need a goal. All the right people will come in and we'll sell these tickets. And he's like, no, you need this goal and you need to be operating from here. And, and it was very like linear and scary and fear-based. And we had to, he had to learn a new language for inspiring me. And now I just realized he's completely got it nailed. And I don't, I couldn't even tell you exactly what it is right now, but I'm always very inspired to create Whatever it is, I'm sure he's also looking for. But I'm like, oh, we've kind of like worked this out without realizing it to get these different positive things. And I don't feel fear around it. So it's just just an observation. How would the spouse or the woman also help them with their languaging around what is yeah. kind of like throwing up walls around them? Oh, great question. Because it's hurtful, right? Like mm-hmm. if you, and your approach was very yin, like, oh, ticket sales will come. And, and he's like, we need goals, right? Yeah. Got, we've got to have structure here. Yep. This is a very Yang approach. So, and it's really common. In fact, I remember feeling like, oh, there's emotional abuse going on in my marriage. Mm-hmm. I kind of cringe when I think of it that way now, because really there was just fighting and you're like, I was saying horrible things and he was saying horrible things. Mm-hmm. And that that's what happens. Right. So, so even if it's 
like, so in this situation, you're trying to work together mm-hmm. and make it feel good and happy and not have it sacrifice the part where you're so happy to see each other, right? Or you right. feel desired. And, and so one of the really powerful phrases that I've learned for doing that is, again, it feels so vulnerable to use it, but it's so powerful. And that little cheat phrase, it's one word and it is ouch. So whenever I'm tempted to respond by defending, it's because I'm hurt. Whenever mm-hmm. I'm angry, that's a cover for hurt. There's like this little tender piece under there. I was like, no, I, I just wanted to see. I think the ticket sales will come or whatever, yeah. right? Like I, and so if I can just let him know, like, and he doesn't want to hurt me. Oh my God, it's the last thing he wants to do. So if I can say, ouch, before I have, let's say, lobbed another bomb. Once I've already said, yeah, well, you know, you're not keeping up your side of the street either, whatever. If I've already said something mean, then we're both kind of in battle and there's a lot of armor up. Mm. And so an ouch is probably not going to land that well. But it is also such a great way for me to maintain my dignity. Because mm. if I'm saying ouch, it might be keeping me from saying something really disrespectful. Yeah. That's going to give me an emotional hangover that I'm going to regret later. And it just kind of takes the whole conversation in a different direction. Mm. And now, I mean, I would say 99.9% of the time, if I say ouch, I get an apology. But I also rarely have to say ouch mm. anymore because my husband's so tuned in. And there's very little of the kind of conversations we used to have where the, a lot of ouches would happen. I'm picking up on so many good things here and, and also some really confirming things. And I'm also getting a lot of new tools on getting some new, almost for lack of a better term, like mantras for pattern interrupt of what you were doing. And just like, right. it's like a pause, a pattern interrupt and a redirect, like these beautiful, just kind of phrases that you can go to in moments. And I think sometimes we think it's, like you might be listening to this conversation and maybe your marriage just feels so lost right now, right? Like just so, there's just so many things wrong. Like you can think that one way, a miscommunication or you not having proper communication within the marriage, you can think it's a bigger problem than you can solve. When a lot of times I personally have found that it really is exactly everything you're saying. Just a, it's just a miscommunication. Just you don't know how to communicate with each other or you don't have these little like, white flags to raise and say, Hey, you know, let's like take a minute or let's learn a new way. So this is so incredibly powerful. And I would love to hear maybe some more phrases like that for maybe in the middle of, you know, a fight or a redirect or a, I need you to, maybe I just need you to listen right now. Do you have anything that pops in your mind? Yeah. That's powerful yeah, for that. I would never say, I just need you to listen right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there is asking for the opposite. <laughs> right. Yeah, you kind of react, yeah, in a way you are. What I'll do is I ask for my husband's thinking. I asked it a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. He's been super instrumental with the success of my business and stuff too. So, and what I usually say is, I would love to borrow your brain. Mm which is a kind of another way of triggering his hero gene, right? Mm. She wants my thinking. She needs my help, right? She's vulnerable. Mm. I want to protect. I want to provide and unburden her. That's all he's thinking all mm. the time. And I can tap into that anytime I want. But I think where that conversation used to break down, kind of like your road trip conversation, was he would say, well, I think you should do this. Or mm. I, here's an idea. And then I'd be like, mm, no, I no. So then I didn't want to do it, right? And so then I was like, okay, yeah. never mind, right? And I would go away. And the part that I didn't understand was he just doesn't have enough information. Mm. I have to keep going. What is it that I want that that solution doesn't solve, right? So 
it's like, well, you know, you could drop off the car, you know, tomorrow after, you know, you get back from the workout or whatever. No, but, oh, but I wanted, I also wanted to see my sister for coffee, right? Like he didn't know that part. Mm. So then he's like coming up with another solution, right? So, so I think where it feels kind of dangerous to get into that conversation is if you don't know how to get out of it respectfully mm. by just going, mm, never mind, I didn't like the idea. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. Which is incredibly disrespectful. And respect is like oxygen for husbands. Mm. If that's gone missing, that's where it really feels like everything is falling apart a lot of times. Mm. A lot of times we don't even know we're being disrespectful. No. I, I, I thought I was like, I was like, oh, I'm totally respectful. Like I, I don't leave a mess. I let him know where I am. I'll reheat his dinner if he comes home late. Like that has nothing to do with mm-hmm. respect, peace, you know, respect for them is I'm expecting the best. I think mm-hmm. he's going to do a great job. I think he's really capable. I think he's really competent and I act accordingly. Mm. And of course, that's why I married him. Right. Yeah. So I just forgot in between that he was this really smart guy. Oh, uh, it's so good. I, I think about all the times. So every day we go for a walk and I'll, we, you know, download on each other's day and, you know, get advice and get, you know, perspectives and opinions and all of the things that's like our time to kind of do all those things. And so often right now, because I am in something that is so new and I also want to be learning on my own, but I also want his perspective and kind of like what you said, I'm realizing I'm not giving him enough information because I have done that and and I kind of know it when I'm doing it and I have to get better with it. It's just such a great reminder of, you know, he'll give me things that I could be doing. And I didn't tell him all the things that I tried maybe. So it's like, nope, I did that. Nope. (laughs) It's very short because sometimes, and this is the reality. Sometimes we only have that hour to catch up. So it feels like I'm doing something that is productive by like saying, no, no, like moving on, let's get to the good stuff or let's get to the information that's going to actually help us. And we forget that if I was on the other end of that as well, it would feel like, you know, the quick no's sometimes feel like, bad idea. Like that's what it sounds like. Yeah. Bad idea. Never mind. Don't need your input instead right. of like, it. oh, let me give you some more. And then, you know, if not say, maybe I, I don't think I have it worked out enough to ask you this question yet or something like yeah. that. Like, you know what I'm going to ask you in a week when I know a little bit more or something. So that's just really great insight for me right now. When it feels like I'm trying to be productive, I'm actually being an a-hole. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, I can relate to you, Lori. <laughs> I've done the same thing. It's so funny too. Like if you think of like, no one's got your back more than your husband does, mm-hmm. right? So he's almost like your board, of, your Uber board of directors in a way. Like yeah. he's, and can you imagine going to your board of directors and saying like, um, what do you guys think I should do? Okay, no, I don't like that idea. No. Moving on. <laughs> you just wouldn't do that. You would try to give them back, you know? So it's funny how that we get. It's funny. I totally treat like my team different. Like, I'm just like, okay, yeah. I loved that you did this here. Yeah. You're like acknowledging them, yes. and, right? And you're empathizing with them, with your husband. You're like, ah. Right. I I I mean I've done the same thing. So it's much nicer to do it the other way. Mm -hmm. It can take longer. And I'm an impatient person. I'm just not a patient person, really, Mm -hmm. at all. I want my result. My favorite time is right now. So I can just relate to the (laughs) piece where like I don't want to go into it. Uh Uh-huh. Oh my gosh. So good. Okay. So let's go into the third one. You're not prioritizing your happiness. Right. And this was so true for me too. So when I was in an unhappy marriage, I just thought that if I started acting happy, like Mm. he would think what he's doing is okay. And it was totally not okay. And I wanted him to know it was not okay. So I was really pretty attached to that misery. 
And I also felt pretty overwhelmed in my marriage. Like I had to do everything. I was doing, you know, paying the bills and making sure the cars were maintained and cleaning the house, you know, and I'm mm. working and supporting. I had to do everything because I wanted it all done my way. So as a result, there was no time for stuff. And it turns out, I now know that I love to play volleyball. In fact, playing volleyball is the meaning of life, mm. playing as much as you can. And so <laughs> I do, I play as much as I, I can that. now, which is kind yeah. of a lot, right? But until I started just prioritizing and mm. I felt guilty and I felt like I shouldn't just mm. go to the beach in the middle of the day, of a work day to go play volleyball. That's ridiculous. You know, who can do, who does that? Not me. Well, yeah, now I do. And so the indispensable first step of actually fixing your marriage, of making, giving yourself a lasting marriage is doing at least three things a day for your own frivolous happiness. Mm. And they don't necessarily have to, it's not like getting your recycling done or making sure there's five <laughs> fruits and veggies. Like that, it might be that that becomes legitimately part of your self-care, mm -hmm. but this is more like, you just like read a novel on the deck with like a glass of lemonade or something. This mm. is, it's just the frivolous stuff. Maybe you went paddle boarding just because you love to go paddle boarding or, you know, you just stopped at Starbucks and got yourself that little cup of coffee and had 15 minutes of solitude. Mm. It's just, and it's three every day. So what I loved when I was trying to fix my marriage was having a list of, I made a list of 20 things that brought me joy, activities, mm -hmm. non-activities like napping. And then I would just check it off. I'd give myself little stars. Like mm -hmm. I did three today. I made Laura happy. And then when I made Laura happy, funny thing happened. My husband like would come and sit right, right next to me. I'd be working on my laptop and he would have to sit right next to me. He just wanted to be next to me because mm -hmm. I was just that happy. You're vibing. You know, goddess of fun yeah. in life that he fell in love with. Yeah. And we just, I see this happen again and again with my students. A lot of them arrive on my campus going, I don't even know what makes me happy. I, I'm a mom. I'm devoted to my family. I work full time. I don't have a lot of time. I haven't been thinking about myself. I've been trying to make sure everyone else is happy. And um, I remember I have one student who she's a mom of really young children. And so she was getting no breaks because you don't when you have really young children. And she has trained her whole family now that she gets two hours every single day in the middle of the day where she can nap or journal or just read or talk on the phone, whatever she wants. And the kids are trained like, you want a happy mama, then you, you can't ask for a glass of water or a hug or anything else. And, and that's what they get, right? They get a happy mama and a happy wife. And she couldn't really show up that way before she was getting that break in the middle of the day. And that might even seem like, how in the hell is that possible? Like maybe some moms listening, but it's, it, or, or maybe that feels really selfish. Like that might've sounded really selfish to some people. And I can tell you just from, not from a mom perspective, but I can tell you from a child perspective, I wish my mother would have done whatever she needed to do to be happy. While I have good memories, I also know that she did not do things for herself. And it really, from my observation of being an observant, a more observant child, I really, really spent my whole life wishing and trying to make her happy. And I think that that's such a burden on children. And I love my mom and there's many conversations all the time, but I think that parents don't realize how much children are burdened with wanting to make their parents happy and please their parents. And that's a big memory for me is I wish she would have been gone. I wish she would have gone and done, done the things and I could have seen her playing volleyball on the beach for two hours a day and been like, peace, mom, like have fun. Those right. would have been huge things that if I could have had that more valuable time with her being happy, I think it, it would have impacted me in such a completely different way. And I'm grateful for everything and how I've grown up, but, but sure. truly that would have been the gift of a lifetime. 
It would have. That's a great example. I remember I had this one woman who also, she had a lot of kids, same kind of thing, wasn't making herself happy. And she decided she was, as part of her self-care, she wanted to watch a movie after her kids went to school, but she really only had like 15 minutes because then after they went to school, then this happened, like she, you know, stuff was happening. So she could only watch 15 minutes of a movie every single day, but she did. She'd sit and watch 15 minutes of it. And like by the end of the week, she's seen basically the whole movie. And she said, it just made such a difference. She mm. was happier. She was more filled up and she just, it gave her so much more patience with her kids, more tolerance. And she felt like a better role model. And now imagine you're, so you're looking at it from the kid perspective, which I love because wouldn't we all have loved to see our moms a little happier, Mm -hmm. right? That would be a great gift. But think about it from a husband perspective Mm -hmm. where your biggest goal in life is that your wife is happy and she's never happy. Like how frustrating is that? How Mm -hmm. demoralizing? And they will stop trying if they feel like they can't ever make a dent. And, you know, it's like you said, self-care it's not selfish. Self-care mm. is almost like self-control in a way. Because if I depleted, if I'm overdrawn with my energy account, then every little thing my husband says is going to land wrong and going to cause a conflict. Mm. Whereas if I'm filled up, I mean, something could go really wrong and I'd be like, okay, well, it's only money, you know, mm. comes and goes. So it's funny, like, I know a lot of my students would be like, okay, I need to skip that part because you don't understand my marriage is really in crisis. It's like, no, don't. This is the thing. This, it's, yeah. You give yourself very little chance of having a happy marriage if you're not happy because only happy people have happy marriages. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. I think about the times when, you know, if you've ever had a friend or someone that you really feel, a parent, a sibling, that you really feel you cannot make them happy because they're not happy and you realize that observation, you pull away. You're like, yes. well, then I'm going to get the hell out of here because nothing That's I do is making you happy. And you you try to contain your little own world and you're like, well, I'm going to stay away from you because every time my world collides with you, you, you just end up making me unhappier because I can't help you. And that's kind of how it is because if we're not communicating our needs, we literally are just like completely unhappy and we're saying we have no control by not like gaining control back with our words, communication, all of those things. So it's just, it's this, what'd you say, spouse fulfilling prophecy of even how we react. It's, it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. So good. Okay. So we're nearing the end here. I would love to know, what did we not cover? What's something that you absolutely just feel like you, you want everybody that you come in contact with to know? You know, I'm on a mission to end world divorce because mm. of my own experience, right? I just don't want anyone to suffer just because she doesn't have the right information. I mean, they had no relationships 101 at my school. My parents are divorced. I just want everyone to have the right information that I didn't get, you know, when I was a newlywed. So I would love for everyone to have the six intimacy skills, which are laid out step-by-step, all these cheat phrases. There's over 20 of them that are just meant to put your heart right. Sort of like the way we teach kids to say please and thank you, Mm. right? We're just trying to put their hearts right. So you can get that in the book, The Empowered Wife. They're all laid out there. And I also have something pretty fun going on right now, which is the free Adored Wife Roadmap uh, available on my website at lauradoyle.org. You can get that there. I really just want everyone to have all the information and the support that they need, right? I had a hard time getting it going by myself, getting those new habits. So we also provide lots of support if that's, especially if you're in a crisis, you don't have to be going through that alone. You shouldn't be going through that alone, right? It's really hard. Yeah. 
So good. Well, I know that I loved this more than anything. And my marriage is like my number one. So I'm so grateful to always be able to make it better. And it, it's easy to forget. I don't care how, I mean, we've been, it'll be, or it is 15 years. <laughs> should probably start by remembering that. Um, he's the one who remembers all the dates, not me. But with that said, it's just, it's so powerful to always continue learning. It's very easy to be like, oh, we're good. And you really think you are, and we really are, but there's always things that can be re-looked at because as you get into building these lives, and I'm sure as even kids come into the picture and things, it's easy to forget and focus on other things. So this is powerful for no matter where you are and especially even before you have a partner. I think these are powerful things that can even help manifest a partner is learning how to be even a partner to yourself and realizing your desires and practicing this in other relationships in your life. It's so powerful. Exactly. Yeah. So the intimacy skills apply to every relationship. Not every just relationship. Yeah. Where can we find you, follow you, get your book? Sure. So lauradoyle.org is a great place to start. Get that Adored Wife Roadmap for mm. free. I also have a free Facebook group mm. for uh, Adored Wives. Uh, it's Adored Wife, actually. So you can come and be an adorable there. And, uh, <laughs> and those are great places to get started. Wonderful. Well, I'm so grateful for you. This was like absolutely just such a complete honor and joy. So I loved this conversation. Could talk to you all day. And everyone, we always love to just give back to our guest by tagging Laura. So what is your Instagram handle so they can tag you and let you know? It's at Laura M. Doyle. Laura M. Doyle. So give Laura a tag when you upload this to your stories and let her know what your biggest takeaway was. And just if you had an aha moment or something that you're going to use, maybe you're going to use one of those phrases. I know that I'm going to be using the whatever you think. I trust you. <laughs> Let her know if there's some impact and you've noticed a big change in your relationships by using this. So until next time, everyone, earn your happy. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the podcast. And I want to make sure that you have my phone number and I'm not kidding. Did you know that I have a community text number for real? My phone number is 310-496-8363. This goes directly to my phone. All you have to do is text the word daily to 310-496-8363. And I literally text you every single day, Monday through Friday, I actually just got done 30 seconds ago texting a bunch of people back and I talk to you all of the time. You guys, people always ask me how I got my community text number and how it works. Well, all you have to do is you can just go to community.com and get your own. Community makes it easy to get a phone number that you can use to build your audience using text. People just text you at your number and they're added to your group. Then you can text them out audios, video links, anything you want. You guys, I text out happy birthday videos. I love to send podcast links, thoughts about life, book recommendations, uh, different events that I'm doing in the local area. Texting gets me out of the noise of social media and directly into your hand. And now you can start texting your people too. Just go to community.com to get your phone number. They give you a 10 digit real phone number, not those weird short codes that look like spam, but it's more than a phone 
phone number. Your new number comes with an inbox for SMS and texting. This means you can actually manage your text list from your computer and an app on your phone. You can schedule texts to send at certain times and to certain groups. You can even set up auto replies or let your assistant or customer service team answer your text messages via community's awesome dashboard. Just go to community.com and ask for a free demo. They'll show you how it works and get you your number. It's time to start texting your audience versus just posting on social media. Everyone uses community for that. So go check them out at community.com. I can tell you it's not just great for communicating with my audience, but Chris and I use community and our texts to also sell out our launches. I'm telling you, you get such an incredible response because you really are creating a true deep sense of community and it's so intimate. It's freaking amazing. Go check it out at community.com. Hey, do you know what the big secret is this year? And it shouldn't be a secret because this should be your biggest focus. It is building your community. I am always working on building and nurturing my community. And everyone is talking about the power of community. Without an online community, you just cannot grow organically or create a real movement, which is what I know that we're all after. And you can build trust or monetize your audience. When you get community right, not only does your audience grow faster, but so do your sales. But where's everybody gonna be managing their communities these days? And a lot of online entrepreneurs and thought leaders are turning to circle.so. Circle is an all-in-one community platform. It lets you host content and create discussions, live streams, group chats, and memberships all under your own brand. And what's so cool about Circle.so is that you don't even need a website or Facebook group. Instead, Circle lets you build your own community site where you can host content and manage your members. You can even create locked and unlocked content spaces, groups, and classes. How freaking cool is that? You can put your content behind a paywall too, and you can charge different amounts of money for different spaces on your community site. Circle.so is famously easy to use, and it has a free 14-day trial for you, so you can go check it out, see if you like it, see if you love all the options. Just go to circle.so. Go check it out right now, you guys. Imagine being able to manage your community, start group chats and live classes, and accept payments all in one place. Kind of mind-blowing since this is usually spread all over the place. You have to log into so many different things. If this is the year to capture, organize, and monetize your community, head over to circle.so. You can get a free trial and start building your online community right now. Just go to circle.so. You guys, you get the 14-day free trial. So just go and see if it's for you. It's going to streamline everything and make your life so much easier. It's so freaking cool. Hey, I know if you're listening to this podcast that you have big dreams and big goals. And one of the things that can really stop you is struggling with your marketing. Trust me, I have been there. Are you using 10 different systems just to build your online business? Then I want you to try Kajabi. Kajabi helps you build your web pages, set up funnels, and sell your courses, content, coaching, or communities. You've been hearing me talk a lot about funnels on this podcast and the importance of your email list. You can get a free trial at kajabi.com. That's K-A-J-A-B-I.com. 
I've talked about Kajabi before, but here's something that's super cool and new. They just rolled out an AI assistant for creating your online course curriculum. And this means you just type in a topic that you want to create on a course or webinar and bam, it's just generates a sample outline for you. It takes a ton of the hard work away. Of course, you're going to customize it to be your own, but this really helps you get over the struggle of how in the world to start which is where most people stop. If you're like me, starting is always the hardest part and that's what makes Kajabi so popular. They've made it easier for creators to build web pages, build courses, build coaching programs, build membership sites, build checkout pages and build email funnels. So if you're struggling with any of those, you gotta go check it out. Go to kajabi.com. Kajabi was really the first all-in-one system and is trusted by over 100,000 creators. I think that's good enough for me. Also as influencers and marketers who use this and now their smart ai platform makes it easy to take what you know and turn it into an online course and business go start building with a free trial at kajabi.com that's k-a-j-a-b-i.com